This is Saturday, October 2nd. Now, one of the journeys I began last year during COVID, and I try to retake this journey every few years, was to rediscover my calling. I believe that God plans for us not so much a career, but a calling. Something that he plans for us to do to share in his mission in the world. God made us, and he invites us to join him in his work. Now, your calling may be mentoring college students, or raising children, or communicating the gospel through teaching. Your calling may be raising financial resources to support ministry, or writing music to the glory of God. Your calling, well, it may not be, often it isn't, your job, the thing that pays the bills. But it's something God designed you to do. God made you for himself, but he also made you for this as well. So a summer ago, during the first summer of the pandemic, I began working through a book resource to help me, well, to refocus on my calling. Now you might say, well, how can you know your calling? It often flows from the abilities God has given you, the passions that drive you, and the experiences you have gathered along the way, combined with your temperament. Now, discovering your calling is not like trying to read tea leaves. <laughs> Instead, it's looking at who God is, how God made you, and where God placed you. These are the three major ingredients that come together to help you see what your calling is. Now, in our text for today, we hear about Paul's calling. He explains that his calling is to present everyone mature in Christ. He believes that God has called him to form disciples of Jesus that grow in the gospel so that they will live out of the fullness of Jesus. Hear those words from Colossians chapter 1, verse 29. For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. Now it is true that Paul had another job. He was a tent maker. And though he was sharing the gospel, he also managed to hold down a side job. This wasn't his life, but it provided for his needs and opened the door for him to serve. Then God uniquely prepared Paul for his calling. First, Paul knew the scriptures. He was taught by one of the most respected rabbis of the time. He knew the ropes in Jerusalem and served at one of the highest levels of power. He knew the way the world worked. But there was more. God gave him a passion for the Gentiles, that is the nations, the people that did not grow up in the Jewish faith that he knew. He wanted them to know the Messiah, to know Jesus, and to come to faith in him. You see, everything about Paul opened the door for him to become a disciple of Jesus, someone that would travel the empire to make Christ known. Now, as we read this about Paul, it really is extraordinary. And here's why. Paul had at one time been on the other side of the fence. He had been opposing Christ and persecuting the first Christians. His was a remarkable conversion story. What a change he endured. 
One of the Christian leaders heard that Paul's heart had been changed by Jesus, and the Lord told him, his name was Ananias, to go and retrieve Paul. <laughs> but he didn't even want to get close to Paul. Here's Acts chapter 9, verse 13 to 15. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name? But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. Yes, the Lord has a plan for Paul. It's a remarkable story. But also think about this. So is your own story. You see, in the gospel, God restores us to fellowship with him, and then he calls each one of us alongside of himself for the sake of his kingdom here on earth. Indeed, the Lord calls us as his co-workers, those that join him in his work in the world. Now, this may not seem true for you. You may feel like you have a job that isn't important. Remember, though, Paul made tents. Yes, he was gifted and well-taught, but everything he did came from God. And it's here where we see what the gospel, God's love for us in Christ, does in every one of us that come to him. We're brought home to God. We're forgiven for our sins. The things that stood in the way of us serving God, walking with God, well, they were all nailed to the cross of Christ. Yes, this is part of the flourishing life we've been learning about. In Christ, we are brought to the place where we come to partner with the living God. And notice that Paul does this with the energy that God powerfully works in him. God doesn't ask Paul to do anything he will not provide him the power to accomplish. No, it's a partnership with God in God's own kingdom. As we have discovered, this is why God works in this way. He doesn't need us to accomplish his purposes. No, he wants us to partner with him. This is where we come to know his mighty power. We learn to trust in his ways and we experience his presence. And we also know his joy. Let's pray. All-powerful God, we imagine that we're doing something for you. But remind us that you call us to serve with you. Thank you that the power and purpose come from you. Reveal to us the calling you have for each of us, that we might see what you have for us in Christ. Thank you for connecting us to your purpose in redeeming the world. For in your name we pray. Amen.